podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 109 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Shout out to all my listeners this week. We have listeners across the world. We have listeners in Glasgow, Amsterdam, Dublin, Central District, Hong Kong. Whoa, what about that? Pretty weird. We have listeners in Sydney, Australia, Valinhos in Brazil. Um, we have people listening in Mountain View, California, Commerce City, Colorado, Espoo in Finland, one listener, Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic, Abu Dhabi, major shout out, and also <clears throat> 160 people listening in Belfast, which guess what, is the capacity of the Limelight 2, which is where I'm doing a show on the 1st of February 2020, so guys, if you're those 160 listeners listening to Belfast, go on to shine.net and just buy tickets to my show, will you, please, I'm fed up with saying it. I'm sick of it. It bores me. Trying to plug shows. I'm not good at it. I just want you to come to the show and have a really nice time. So guys, if you could do that for me, that would be really, really sweet. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? Hope we're all well. I blew my nose before I started there and I feel like I've just completely, like, I blew, you ever blow your nose so hard you're like, I'm going to get stuff out here? But I think I've just like blown, burst something in my nose and now... Non sound really, really nasally again. But hey, that's what's going on. Again, I'll start with the boring stuff because it's boring for me. I'm sure it's boring for you. I'm on tour this week. I'm at the Roisin Do in Galway. And that's that. You know, this Friday, the 13th of December. Oh, no, creepy. Um, I'm there. Then for next Wednesday, the 18th of December, I'm in London. I'm a globe trotting, hot stepping, goose stepping freestyling motherfucker and I'm going to be all over those spots and then I'm in January 24th now this is listen my last gig of the year might be yeah you know what fuck it I'm not doing any more stand up I've decided I'm done I've been in stand up for 2019 in London it's going to be my last show I'm done fuck fuck it I'm done mate I'm not doing any more just made decision there now mate <laughs> So yeah, that'll be my last show. And then 2020, I'm doing the 24th of January. I'm back doing the dad tour on the front page in Ballymena. Any Ballymaniacs out there listening to me, let's go on to my, my statistics and see if there's any Ballymena people there. 21 people listening in Lisburn. I know I always diss Lisburn. Maybe I should do a show there because I get at least 21 people. Let's see if Ballymena has anything here. Um, it's not looking so hot. Thus far here for Balamina as I flick down. Nope, not a single listen in Balamina. So that'll be mint at the, the front page on the 24th of January. Also there we have the uh, the show on the 31st of January in Oma at Bogan's Bar. Let me see, do we have any listeners in Oma flicking through the statistics? No, we don't. Wow! <laughs> We've got two people listening on Dungiven. Make the journey. <laughs> Oh, whoa, I'm sounding like a mental person right now. And then, obviously, the Belfast show on the 1st of February. Listen, guys, I know that's boring. I put it in the start of the podcast. I hate plugging stuff. I just wish people would turn up. Please do. And then, of course, the gig that I really want to push and I want everyone to come to is next Sunday at the Limelight 2. It's Comedians Christmas Do. There's so many acts on. There's me, 
Colin Geddes, Mickey Bartlett, Shane Todd, Aaron Butler, Connor Keyes, Paddy McDonald, Ray Woods, Kieran Bartlett. That might be it. It is it. But it's a strong lineup. And that's all in aid of hands up for Henry. Um my little girl Holly's schoolmate Henry, who you go to nursery with, has uh, been diagnosed with a rare blood cancer. And it means basically that his body can't create blood properly and some of the cells that he is creating is turned into leukemia cells. So little Henry needs a bone marrow transplant and it can't be done here in Northern Ireland. So we're putting this gig on to try and raise funds for his family so they can get the treatment that he needs. You know, it's a good cause. It's again, it's a bit of a weird one to try to, you know, talk about and plug because it's one of these things you just you just want to try and do something for someone that needs it, you know. Um and the family really need it and it's gonna be a really fun night. We'll be doing our silly stand up stuff. I'll be probably you know, I'll I'll probably be drinking a little bit. I mean it's officially the start of Christmas at my Galway show on the 13th of December. If you're in Galway, you know, come at me with a little bit of the bubbly. We'll have a good time. Then Saturday, I'm coming back from Galway. I'm going to go for pints with some of my my friends. <laughs> you know, if you're like, oh, what? Your friends, you know why at Christmas you divvy things up? You're like, oh, I'm having pints with ones from work. I'm having pints with family. I'm having pints with... Actually, I'm going to go to have pints with guys I used to work with for like two months back in 2017. I'm going to, you know, it's just, you end up, end up going out every day for pints with everyone at Christmas. But when I say I'm going to have pints with my friends, it's just my, my bestest friends, my closest knit group of friends. You'll be like, oh, is that in comedy? No, it's outside of comedy. It's some other friends. But then again, there are some of my friends who are comedians that are my close, close friends too, you know? So, you know... <clears throat> It is what it is, guys, you know. Um, that is then, next Sunday, but I'm going for pints on the 14th, 13th, 14th, and probably 15th. Now, there has been a little bit of a bizarre start to this podcast. It's been higgledy, it's been piggledy, it's gone from here, it's gone from there, it's gone to here, it's gone to there. The reason behind that is I've had a few drinks today. Now, is it the start of Christmas drinks? No, it was my daughter's birthday today. She was two. And I mean, when's a better time to drink than when you're a child's two? Am I right, guys? Um, no, it was just a lot of goings on in the house where I'm now. Here's the thing. So you never have a birthday party. I'm sure if you're any parents out there, if you're not parents, you can relate to this because it's just hassle, really. You know, you think, oh, it's their birthday. You want it to be a nice day for them. See, for a two-year-old, they'll just be happy to just get paper, like rip it up and stuff and run around. Just They're just fun, happy little people. Like, So we thought, you know, last year we had family around. This year we'll family around. In my opinion, you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to go to children's birthday parties myself I mean that's a good thing I think if I was like oh I really want to go to that kid's party you'd be like oh it's a bit creepy Dave I'd say yeah it is but I just love going to one year old's parties my man two year old's parties wow it's my shit I love it the fact is I don't you know the fact is you think it's a good idea you think you know oh my friends will come but your two year old doesn't know so I just thought hey we'll have a party in our house for family only, exclusive. You know, now listen, if you are a friend, 
if you send me a DM, you know, you can get on the list. You can get on the door to come to the second birthday party, but it's mainly a family affair. You know, that's what's, that's Wagwan, as the homeboys in Top House say. Top House, Top Boy, I've had a drink. But that's what's happening. So the family and friends around, and it just, and no friends, it wouldn't. <laughs> we had family around, right? So my parents and sister were here, Catherine's uh, mom and stepdad were here, her grandparents were here, um, her brother was here with his kids, and her stepbrother was here with his, one of his. And it was just a, a busy old house, and Holly loved it, just getting presents left, right, and centre. And you're thinking, this child is spoiled, but also I'm like, where am I going to put all this plastic tat? Do you know, like, what do I want with all this plastic tat? And the answer is I don't, but hey, it's not my birthday, so I just have to put up with it. But whatever you've guessed, we're going to host, right? But this thing on my Instagram story, yesterday we tried to bake her a cake. And I mean, it was a very basic cake we tried to bake. I say we tried to bake, Catherine baked it. I merely helped with the decorations. And let me just say, did I do a good job with helping the decorations? No, I fucked it up. <laughs> like, I just could not get the icing to leave the tool that I was trying to put the icing on with. You know, so I would like scoop icing up and then just try to smear it on. All I would do would be stick to my fork and then just pull bits of cake off the cake. So I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I left it to Catherine. I ended up fucking snout up. It was supposed to be a bear, obviously. What else am I going to make? And I had to, I had like cut the snout. I cut the snout on this like grid, like a like griddle thing where, you know, you put hot food on if it comes out of the oven, you set on this thing. This um, cake was on it. I just took a glass to cut its snout, forgetting that there was a grill underneath it. So just mashed this thing through, basically, and grated this nose of the bear. So we ended up having a flat-faced bear. Looked kind of like a gruffalo joined the paramilitaries. It looked like a gruffalo wearing a balaclava. And, I mean, that's not the sort of thing a kid wants to see. It was, it was, it was terrifying, let's face it. It was a terrifying spectre of a cake. But it tasted nice. You know, so we thought last year we did food for everyone and not the kind of food again that's from Top Boy. I'm obsessed with Top Boy. I'm watching it. I'll talk about that later. But just edible food. So we just decided, hey, we'll do cake and tea and coffee. You know, we're not going to supply food. So my mum just rocks up with sandwiches being like, I thought you weren't going to do food, so I did sandwiches. And I was like, thanks, mum. But also, you know, that's a mug off because we've said tea and cake, and you've brought food as if to say, hey, we can't deliver a spread. And I'm like, mum, ye of a short memory span, if you recall whenever I provided you a feast last year, again, it was a year ago, but last Christmas I had the parents around, you know, my parents, her parents, we put on a spread. I like to think, again, my name's Elliot. I don't know if there's been an I dropped off the end of my name at some point, whether I used to be called Elliotty. I don't know. But in my head, I, I, I think like I'm an Italian, you know, I... I talk like I'm an Italian, I act like an Italian. When I have my family around, I like to put on a big spread for them, you know. I like to treat them good, I like to bring good wine, I like to bring good food. But it's a stress, you know, there's too many people coming, so I thought, you know what, we're not doing that, we're just doing this. And my mum mugged me off, like typical Italian. You know, typical Italian mother comes around, hey, fucking twat. <laughs> that's, that's my mum, hey, fucking twat. You know, you said you were not going to make no food for me. I bring my own fucking sandwiches, you cocksucker. I got this. You eat that fucking sandwiches, you fucking shit host. You're no fucking child of mine. I didn't raise a cocksucker. Did I raise a cocksucker? And I was like, Mom, you know, I have not done that myself, ever. You know, I've not 
albeit I've probably in my younger years tried to do it to myself, but uh, technically to no success, too much gut and not enough dick, you know, but I mean, you've raised another child, she could potentially be, be one, I don't know, you know, it's not for me to say, but... You know, I didn't want to be in that moment, be like, you, you might have raised, technically you might have raised one woman. So I just went, oh no, thanks for the sandwiches. Grab a seat, would you like a drink? Got some drinks going. Now, again, it was explicitly stated that it was going to be a tea and coffee and cake afternoon. Which, hey, does that sound appealing to me? So I just thought, nah, there's going to be some wine in here. Should have bought some beers. It's more civil, but I just fucked into the wine. So I had a bit of some... Uh, delicious Malbec of a day you know it's nice it's nice doing uh, hosting duties whilst drinking because I mean you just take it again it sounds like such a Belfast scent it takes the fucking edge off you know it takes the edge off man guess a wee stage that way and take the edge off will you so it was grand and I just watched Holly get all these presents like in the last three weeks or so she started watching Peppa Pig and three weeks later at her birthday, I'm just coming down with Peppa Pig merchandise now. It's like Peppa Pig cuddly toys, Peppa Pig pram, Peppa Pig rucksack, fucking everything Peppa Pig. And it's like, it's not even that good. I've watched Peppa Pig for the last three weeks. It's shit. That's why the kids... Peppa Pig is like that food for kids. You know, again, back to Top Boy reference when you guys don't know what food is. Food is drug fandom, yeah? You know what I'm talking about? I combine mandem and famdem, you know? That's how we speak up in here, man. We talk about food, we talk about drugs, we talk about a mandem, we talk about saying what's going on to people, you know? We, we be legit, we be real, we be gangsters in London, fan, yeah? But... I just it's it's crack. Peppa Pig is 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 kids crack. I just stick Peppa Pig on, and I just go and do what I want. Obviously, I lock Holly in the living room, not like Fritzel style, but just with a wee security gate because I mean it would be sly to just you know build an entire underground prison for your child. You know, it wouldn't be an ideal scenario. And I mean, listen, I've only been a dad for two years, but I know that. Joseph Fritzl wasn't a good father. You know, I'm able to stand on my high horse. I'm able to ride my 10-foot steed past Joseph Fritzl's little prison cell and be like, hey, Fritz, I'm a better dad than you are. And he'll probably out his window go, that's hurtful, but also true. You know, I'll be like, listen, <laughs> you're a shit dad. But you know what's on. You know Wagwan, my homeboy, you know? And then it'll be like, see you later, Dave. And I'll be like, nah, I just had to ride my horse past your window and tell you that I'm not coming back. We are friends. We're not the man them now, homeboy, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I don't have respect for you as a guy, Joseph, but I have respect for you understanding that I'm a better dad than you, you know? And I mean, I think there's a few places I could go on the big steed horse and tell people you know but that's not for me to say yeah that's not for me to say but anyway back to the house party so with everybody around some people had drinks some people had coffee some people had tea some people had water some people had red wine some people had white wine and that's fucking logistically awkward so i'm talking i'm in and out of the kitchen giving people drinks sorting things out like that and the downside to that is 
I forgot to put my Fitbit on this morning. I had to charge. I ran out of battery yesterday and I had to charge it. So I'm losing out all these steps. So it feels like my day didn't even happen. But it, I'm glad it's done because there's a lot of prep went into that. Like I'm sitting here in my, my dining room as usual looking at my Christmas tree, which is a little bit less shit than it was last week. Um, and that's because we put the Christmas lights up. Now, never in my life have I felt less cool than I did putting Christmas lights up at the front of my house. Why am I 60? Do you know, I'm, I, I'm supposed to be this cool guy, you know, I do this funny, weird podcast, I'm, you know, doing stand-up, I'm doing this cool radio show, wow, I'm, you know, I'm a cool guy, but then, yet there I am, on a Saturday, up a ladder, sticking fairy lights to the front of my gaff, going, fucking the neighbours have our lights up, I best put mine up, you know, when did that become a thing in my head? Like the old cool me would have been like, fuck that guy, let him do what he wants, let him stick his fairy lights up, I'm not about that life, I have Christmas inside. Do you mean I'm not all about that show? Yet now I've got some sort of crazy techno strobe disco fairy lights out the front of my house and anybody that comes down this street are probably looking at that house going, fucking epilepsy giving bastard in there and I'm just like, hey, this is what's happening and from now on, there's no Christmas that will pass whereby I cannot put up my Christmas lights, not because I've made a statement this year, but because I would look lazy if it didn't. You know, people would talk, be like, oh, you could bother your arse putting Christmas trees up last year, or Christmas <laughs> Christmas trees, hey, fuck it, fuck those guys, throw them in the furnace. You could put up Christmas lights last year, but they can't be arsed this year. Or else, other, on the other side of things, people might be like, oh my goodness, he's really let himself go this year, maybe he's having difficulties, maybe... He's struggling. You know, so you just have to keep up appearances. Like Richard. That's how I feel like. Like Richard from the TV show, keeping up appearances. The husband of Hyacinth Bouquet. Like, he's just an old, grumpy, miserable guy like me. Yet he has to just keep doing things to keep keeping on. You know, he's realised, listen, I'm married to Hyacinth. I've got my son, Richard. <laughs> Very exciting name. And he's just like, all I do now is just drive Hyacinth about and keep her happy so she's not nagging me. And that's just how I live my life. I just go from day to day doing things so I can't be nagged. I don't do these chores because I want to. You think I could be fucked emptying and loading the dishwasher, putting the wash on, hanging clothes? Nah. I'd much rather be in my room playing Red Dead Redemption. But I know if I were to do that, i get grief and then my head would be turned and I'd be going, oh. So I do it, and I mean, the amount of work that you put into your house and your chores and your things you do as a, a married guy, they don't represent the same time of good books, you know? Like, I could be doing stuff, I could, I could be doing chores for a day, and then I'm in the good books for 10 minutes, you know? Oh, oh, you've done all this? Wow, the lights are up. Oh, you're a great guy. I'm like, yeah, thank you. And then she's like... But you left your teacup beside you. I'm like, oh my God, I've done all this. I've put the Christmas tree lights up. I've I hung artwork this week as well. And I mean, listen, that's not entirely fun. You know, banging in nails into the wall. I was at home base four times over this weekend and just getting bits and bobs because initially there were things to stick up the Christmas tree lights. We ran out of them, had to go get some more stuff, had to get a hammer. Didn't have to get a hammer, I already have a hammer, but I had to get this hammer because it was a desirable ha- hammer that was on sale at a reasonable price. So I thought, again, old guy, I'll buy this hammer. 
add it to my toolbox. You never know when you'll need it. That's an old man thing to do, to just buy tools on not even that you need them, but on the off chance that someday down the line you'll need it. And now, it's like a hammer that's not a full-size hammer, but it's not a toffee hammer. It's in between the two hammers. And in that particular moment, I was like, what could I use that hammer for? And then I thought, you know what I could use it for? I could use it for nailing the wee the wee clips with a bit of plastic and nail on them that like keeps wires away from the TVs. Couldn't turn it down for four quid, you know, but that's not a good mindset for a, for a man of my age. I'm 33 and I'm acting like I'm 60. I'm putting Christmas lights up and I'm banging in uh, bargains at home base. You know, it's, it's it, 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 it sadly dawning on me that I'm becoming a loser. And as I've just said that, I've realised that's that's what it what what my life is. I'm a loser now, <laughs> a drunk loser too. Um, but hey, it's it's an experience, and that's what this podcast is—an experience, the Dave Elliott experience. I mean, that's probably a better name of a podcast than Dave Elliott's weird podcast because realistically. It's not always that weird. And that's what, in in many essences, makes it weird. And speaking of that, guys, go and rate and review the podcast if you like it. Give it a big five stars and tell me why you like it. Inflate my ego. Make me feel good about myself. Make me feel like Halle Berry in that film, Monster's Ball, where she's like, make me feel good. And it's a really dirty sex scene. Make me feel that good. Not that there's going to be a sex scene in this podcast, because, I mean, I don't think anyone needs to see that, you know, because it's just me in a room by myself. And if you're into that, you know, subscribe to my Patreon, because that's all that is. Over there, those Patreon guys are getting a lot of sex shows from me <laughs> on the Patreon. So, guys, go over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast and see what I'm all about. But if you don't want to do that, just go into Apple Podcasts and rate and review the podcast, please, because it helps get the podcast up there in the Apple charts. You know, it helps um, with just getting the word out there, because that's the thing that's frustrating in, in podcasts and comedy, is you're basically doing things as a way to self-promote, to get, like, why do I do this podcast? Because I like to try wee bits that'll become material and also get an audience so people will put bums on seats to come and see my stand-up shows, you know, to put food on the table for my daughter. Is it weird that I'm giving drugs to two-year-old? Absolutely. But this is the world we live in, people. So, you know, I'd appreciate that. And I've had lots of, like, this podcast is something that I'm quite proud of, you know, because it's one of the things, it's, it's just me. It's just me, it's just my thoughts. Sometimes they're flipping, you know, coherent. Sometimes, like tonight, not so much. But, you know, it's a good tool for me to work material, for me to say things if I think they're funny, for me to promote the show. And I feel like the the listeners to the Weird Podcast, I feel like you guys are my fam, you know. Um, and I love yous. So, you know, make me love yous more by coming to any of my shows on the tour. You know, tickets are actually selling. I'm, I'm moaning. I'm moaning because I'd like them all to be sold out straight away. But they're actually shifting all right. So if you're in, 
Galway, come and see me this Friday. If you're in London, in London town, come and see me on the 18th. I'll talk some real, true London lingo because I've been watching Top Boy. I'm into that, you know. Now I'm promoting the show, the tour. Um, Balmain, the 24th of January. Yeah. Oma, 31st of January. Yeah. And Belfast, the limelight, on the 1st of February. And Top Boy, if you if you're if you've never seen it, watch it. I, I did it in a weird reverse order. I watched the, the the new series first, so that's series three, and then backed off and watched the series one, and now I've just started series two. So basically, what I've kind of do, done is had a Top Boy sandwich, but I've had the top layer of the sandwich first. So you know, for the layer with just the butter on it, and then I've gone for like the base layer, and then I'm getting the filling in there, and I'm loving it. It's just a great show. So if you haven't watched Top Boy, I recommend trying it out I remember on last week's podcast I was slabbering at the Irishman as a film this week I feel as strongly about Top Boy being good as I do about the Irishman being bad so go check it and I mean again the Irishman is not bad right it's not bad it's just boring and a bit pointless (laughs) you know no hey listen I'm a 33 year old stand up comedian from Belfast sitting in a dining room by himself dissing Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. You know, Joe Pesci is a legend, as are the other two, but Joe Pesci's my man. You know, he is the ultimate actor. And has he ever topped Home Alone? No. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just saying, guys, you're too old. There's too much of a vanity project. You skipped over the, site, or the, the budget for special effects, and you made... The blood spatter look a little bit weak. But Top Boy, hey, it, it's just some fucking gritty shit. It makes you sad, but it's worth a watch very much. It's the best show I've seen in a long time. And speaking of best shows that I've not seen in a long time, I started watching The Sopranos. Um, series one probably about two three years ago got a couple of episodes in in fact that's what it was on paternity leave for holly got a couple of episodes in i just couldn't carry it on so now i've just downloaded the full sopranos on skybox sets and i'm just gonna watch the sopranos so once top boy's done i'm on the sopranos so any sopranos fans out there give me the heads up let me know whether it's worth watching now Obviously it is, because the first couple of episodes I saw, I enjoyed. It's a bit of a slow start, but I, I can see it going somewhere, and I'm excited about it. But then again, I was late to the party with Breaking Bad as well. I was like, oh, everyone's fucking into Breaking Bad. Then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It got a bit weird with the plane crash thing, but hey, good show. Um, And again, I don't know how long I've been talking for here. Let me go and check. Let me go and check. Half an hour. That'll do me, right? Listeners' questions, where are you at? Um, Lindsay McMurray has said, bit late. Um, but did you or anyone else know, or you know, go to see Romesh Ranganathan at the waterfront last night? He was excellent. I've actually heard no chat about it, you know. Um, it's good that Romesh made his name Irish for coming over here. I appreciate that because name's normally just Rom Ranganathan. Um, so it was nice of him to add the Esh there to make it Irish. But no, Lindsay, I didn't go and see him. But I do like Romesh as, as a stand-up thing. He's very good. Um... And I would, I would have actually enjoyed doing support for that. So if, if I had my ear to the ground, I could have probably 
spoken, got my people, i.e. me, to speak to his people. And be told probably not because he brings his own tour support. But hey, I would like to do that. Um, I've said but hey about a thousand times this podcast. I think that's become a bit of a a bit of a saying that I have, and it's through no other reason than I'm I'm literally brain dead. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I like Rama Sharanga Nathan. And hey, what do you get if you what do you call what do you call an, an Indian man who loves country music? Ramesh. Ranganathan Carter, thank you. Next question, Craig Walker. Hello, hello, hello. Weird physique guy. Um, I've just come across this news article, uh, picture below, and to be perfectly honest, I think it's pretty sly of Shane not to return his old guy's money. Um, but anyway, my question today is, is there any secret talks or meetings going on with some weird AF guests? Right, first and foremost, Craig, what I'm going to do is read out your headline because I tell you what, it was a it was a funny little story, um, and it was this: man gets bank code wrong and loses one hundred ninety three k to another customer who refuses to return it. Now that is sly of that guy. It's also I'm sure in some way theft. <laughs> if somebody sends you one hundred ninety three grand by accident on accident, <laughs> if you send up a him on accident. You know, it's that money will be returned to that guy, I'm sure. But I mean, that is classic Shane not not to do that. You know, again, now I do criticize, I do mug Shane off quite a lot. But in terms of dough, he would he wouldn't be a bozo. You know, he wouldn't be a slouch. If you ever were in trouble, he'd be the first guy be out there to be like, listen, can I help you out? You know, and if I did send him that amount of money. He would send it to me back, although he would expect some sort of gift for that. So he'd be like, look, remember I sent you, you accidentally sent me that a hundred, nearly 200. Remember you accidentally sent me that 200 grand? I'd be like, yeah, what a dumb move. He's like, yeah, I was, I was dead on. I sent you that back. But because he did that, you know, I expect a gift from you. And if you don't give me that gift, I'll come and I'll take a pound of flesh in the style of Shylock from the Merchant of Venice. All right, homie. But... Yeah, it's pretty sly, but I mean, if I got I probably wouldn't want to return it all. To be fair, I'd be like, listen, you snooze, you lose. But Craig's question was, is there any <clears throat> secret talks or meetings going on to get some weird guests on the podcast? You know, there there have been early stage negotiations with people to come on the podcast. Again, it's a strange thing for me because I feel like it is quite... Oh, listen to that rain, it's terrible. I better not fucking knock my Christmas lights off. Sort of fuck my fairy lights at the front. Go, I'll be raging. But um, yeah, there have been conversations. But again, because it's a podcast, it's just me. It would all depend on the format. Like I did the live podcast. Karen Bartlett came on as a guest, and I thought it was one of the best episodes. Do you know, I do think that you know when it comes to putting your assets down, what uh, makes you good at whatever. I'd say something that I think I'm good at is interviewing people or having a conversation whereby I'm not overbearing with them so if I'm doing a podcast or I'm a guest on a podcast or a host I think I'm good at that I thought Karen Bartlett was amazing on my live podcast which is now nine weeks ago where does the time go you know I thought that was great and I'd love to have Karen back on as a guest again there's a few other people again maybe with more special sets of skills you know that were maybe outside the the traditional comedy scene or genre um, so there'll be that 
um, soon enough. But hopefully that's going to be something that will happen in New Year, Year, Craig. Daniel Houston, the most annoying thing about stand-up. 100% the most annoying thing about stand-up is not selling tickets quick and having to do all this promotion. I'll come and see my show and it's like, guys, how can I sell tickets to my show? You can, you know, there are shows out there you can go and see. People are putting on gigs here, there and everywhere. And I'm just going to say this. My R is as good an R as you're going to get here on this comedy scene the minute. So if you genuinely like comedy and good, hard, crafted, funny comedy, come see my show. If you don't, plenty of other shows for you to go and see. Go and check them all out. But if you want to see a really good one, come and see me. There you are, Daniel. What's happening? Dave Shaw. As a banger breakfast connoisseur, if you tried spuds and subs, nothing fancy. We greasy spoon cafe that I would argue does the best friend town. Dave, you come, you coming, you coming to me on the day of my daughter's birthday, and you telling me where to go for the best frying banger? Um, I'm gonna say to you, my friend. I've not tried spuds and subs, but listen, I'm not about fancy. I'm a man of the people. I'll go to the fanciest restaurants. I'll go to a little man selling you food out of the back of a rickshaw in Cumber, if it's good. You know, is there a guy selling food in a rickshaw in Cumber? I don't know, but if it's good, I'll try it out. And you know what, my friend? I'm going to go to Spuds and Subs and try it out. Again, it doesn't strike me as what I would imagine a a, a breakfast place being, because you're looking at the title of it, Spuds and Subs, and you're thinking, you know, potatoes and sandwiches. So, I mean, if it's a sneaky breakfast place, I'm going to check it out. And, I mean, I think I should put together the ultimate Northern Irish fry book. I'll just travel around the whole country and clog my arteries and eat fries, and then I'll do, like, a... I'll be a Michelin guide. It'll be the the Elliot guy to fries. Michael O'Neill, um, I believe not the Northern Irish football manager, soon to be ex-Northern Irish football manager, has said, no question for you this week, big man. I just wanted to say that you've become my favourite comedian, hands down. And I hope you keep it up and make 2020 your year. Hashtag gang gang. You actually near make me piss myself every week. Hey, Michael, you know what? You've just become my favourite listener. I appreciate that, mate. It's nice to hear that back because sometimes you do feel like, you know... You're banging your head off a wall when it comes to comedy and gigs and stuff. You're like, you know, why? You know, do I keep on persisting? Again, there is always that part in your head where you go, because I know I can do it. But also sometimes you're like, I could just be, I could just push on with the day job. You know, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking this year or next year, sorry, I'm going to just give it a full-time rattle of comedy. But at the same time, need to have eggs and baskets and all that you know and then sometimes you think when it when it gets a bit rough or a bit tough you go fuck that i'll just jack in the comedy and focus on the on the day job but having hearing comments like that makes me go nah i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep going and i really appreciate that because sometimes you do get a wee bit down and it helps to hear some positive feedback so thank you neely baps has said elf on the shelf if you had to do it for the money toad, what would you make that elfish cheeky chap do? Um, 
for Shane if I were to do one for Shane with an elf on the shelf. I mean, I don't think you can make the elf on the shelf do anything. They just kind of do um, what they want to do. But what I would definitely tell the elf would be that Shane likes to have um, little elf hands in his bum and then the elf would just obviously have to climb into his bed and put his wee hands up his bum. And if I couldn't get an elf, I'd probably just pay uh, a chaperone to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that's the correct term. Speaking, like, sometimes, right, when I do this podcast, I say things. Sometimes I say things on the Boytown podcast, and especially I say things on the radio show, the Shane Todd Show on BBC Radio Wall Street, 605 on a Friday, that makes me go, am I an idiot? And whenever we do the quiz, Shane versus Dave, every Friday on BBC Radio Ulster at six minutes, five minutes past six, also available on the BBC Sounds app, by the way, which is what used to be like, I don't know, was it the iPlayer for, it's now just all BBC Sounds. It's basically a podcast, you can listen to the radio show, go check that out. But every time we do the quiz, I get texts or tweets or messages from people going, are you an idiot? Are you retarded? And I think to myself, maybe, you know, because I can't answer basic questions. And questions that I could have answered when I was about 11 or 12, but over the years, due to like aging, stress, and substance abuse, I've just lost my memory. And if I ever get beaten in a general knowledge quiz by Shane Todd, I need to get medical help because he is the worst guy at general knowledge I've ever met. He's he's a weird, strange guy that licks, licks raw chicken, you know? So to be beaten by him in anything to do with intellect is a real kick in the teeth. Um, Phil McSee has said, missed the last two calls for questions. Hope I haven't made a hat-trick. Well, guess what? My playboy is just a brace. Simple question this week. Cranberry sauce, do you fuck with it? Simple answer this week, No. I like my sweets to be sweet and I like my savoury to be savoury. But I will make an exception with cranberry sauce on one thing and one thing only. And that is a bacon and brie toasty. Now, I don't put a big lump of cranberry sauce on the bacon and brie toasty. I just like a, a little sliver so it just hits your taste buds. It just goes boom, boom. You know, doesn't like overpower them. Because at the end of the day, I think jam and savoury stuff is not sweet. And, you know, it is sweet, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Um, P.S. The Comedian's Christmas Do is on my birthday. So really trying to get to it. Hey, Phil, what you need to do is just say to your missus, listen, listen, I want to go to the Comedian's Christmas Do. Let's just go for an early meal and get there. We'll have all the pints, we'll have all the crack, and we'll just enjoy it. And while you're doing that, not only are you celebrating your birthday, you're also giving money to a great cause. So that, surely that should make your birthday even better, knowing that you're helping a family in need at Christmas. You know, what's a better birthday present than that? You know, Christmas, is they say, is about giving and not receiving. You know, but birthdays are all about receiving. That's BS. You need to start giving on your birthday, mate. Get to the comedian's Christmas too. Jamie Blobby has said, Hi David, not really a question, but I just wanted to say how grateful I am. Not being native to this country, your podcast has taught me how to speak fluent Irish. The only thing is, I live in 
Ballyashobeanish. Can you help me bring this language to Ballybean? Now, I mean, I actually think there have been Irish language lessons in the Hanwood Centre, which is just around the corner from Ballybean and Tully Carnet. So, I mean, I think there is potential to get in there. You know, there's good community set up in Ballybean. There's a big community centre there. You could be bringing some Irish in there. I mean, I, I could happily be the tutor to that, provided that I got a good enough grant. And I mean, if the, the Irish Language Act comes through whenever Stormont gets back up and running, which better be soon, otherwise I'll be a cross mister. No, I won't. But yeah, it's possible, do you know? Um, and I mean, what you need to do is just get round to the community centre, get to the Ballyoran centre, get to the Endler centre, and just basically say, guys, dolls, I want to learn some Irish-ish, ASAP-ish, oh please, Moshara. Apologies to anybody who is listening to the podcast who, unlike myself and a few of my listeners, are not fluent in the Irish language. Um, and the final question of this week is from Jimmy Shields, who has sent me a story saying, any thoughts? And, I mean, I'm glad I realised there's a story attached to that because it would have just been sly for you to just go, any thoughts, mate? But anyway, the story is on Sky News and it is bandana duct taped to a wall art installation sells for $120,000 in Miami. Whoa. Um, a banana duct taped to a wall has been sold for $120,000 or ninety one grand in pounds. The installation by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan went on display at the Art Basel Miami Beach Exhibition this week. And I mean, it literally is just... Um, a, a banana duct taped to a wall. I mean, I once stole an older woman I worked with, heart, of course, but also her lunch. Um, and it was just a sandwich in a sandwich bag and I sellotaped that to the wall in the office and she couldn't find it and then I was like look over there and it was literally sellotaped to the wall and she was like you're a wee bastard but if I had known what I know now I should have been like don't touch that because this is my art piece and like Maurizio whatever I'm Italian as I said earlier so I mean I could have made money my thoughts on that are people today are fucking stupid there you go. That's my thought on it. I find like there's too many fad things going on. Like people like things just because it seems cool to like it. You know what I mean? Oh, so-and-so likes this. It's cool. Like see nowadays, I feel like people are all nerds and people like people because they're nerds. It's like, oh, they, they we have to like, Billy Eilish, oh, because she's ostracized because she's really weird and doesn't speak. And, uh, I mean, if I listen to her music, nah, I'm going through, nah, fuck her. But she needs to stop being so miserable. Hey, kids, smile. You know what I mean? The world is a very negative place. One more smile could lighten it up. And speaking of lighting it up, guys, that's the end of this week's podcast. It's been 43 minutes of strange weirdness. And am I going to be hungover in the morning? Probably. But guys, again, let me stress. The Spotify playlists, oh my God, I don't talk about this right this week. I see a lot of people tagging the podcast, a lot of people not actually tagging it as number one, making me go, oh, whoa, why aren't you listening to my podcast, guys? Um, so I want to see people putting my podcast in their stories. I want Instagram posts. I want tweets. Also, if you like it, share it. You know, Help the weird community grow. 
You know, the the whole thing people want these days is for something to go viral. They want videos to go viral. What is viral? Virals when things spread like an infection. I just want this podcast to spread. It doesn't have to be rapidly, but just a little bit every week. You know, that's all we need. And I can't do it all by myself. So guys, help me out. Spread the word of the podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to Patreon. And come to my fucking nice shows. The Belfast show will be the biggest show I've ever done. And it'll mean the most to me. So if you haven't already, you know someone listens to the weird podcast, you know someone's a fan of my comedy, get them a Christmas present. Get them a wee Christmas box and all. Get the Christmas box and get them a ticket to my show. And if you don't want to get a ticket to my show, get a ticket to the Comedians Christmas Do next week. All the money's going to a great cause. Get behind it, guys. And enjoy your week. And I'll be back again next week with... Oh, my God. As I say this, I realise I'll have to probably record this podcast on the night of... Hey, the Comedians Christmas Do. There's a, there's a high chance that this podcast will be out on Tuesday next week. I'm just thinking if I'm going on pints on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the podcast will be coming to you with me of a hangover on Monday night. So, guys, enjoy your weeks enjoy Christmas be sensible and don't be sorry God bless